You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we continued in the book of Romans while Pastor Josh preached from chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. In today's episode, we're covering a lot of ground from how we should view the role of suffering in our lives to how we should anticipate heaven and the future glory mentioned in this passage. We also talk about prayer and the comfort we ought to find in knowing that the Holy Spirit intercedes when we don't know how or what to pray. All of this and more today on After the Message. Hey, everybody. Hey, Mike. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Chase, for that, that uh, ovation. Well, I don't know if we've had clapping. Now we have a clap intro. I like that. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, is a, that is a first, I think. Yeah, That's pretty good. Mainly <laughs> clapping for you because you're the only one who had done anything at that well, point. Well, yeah, so. maybe. I, I just... I just want to clarify that we do not record this in front of a live studio audience. So. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. we do. I think our next phase in this is to insert sound effects, uh, like the ooh. crowd roaring. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Would, that would make this so uh, much more dramatic. Ooh. And As again, if we needed Chase that. Chase is not laughing at all. <laughs> we need more dramatic. So, yeah. So, Chase Hammock here uh, uh, producing the podcast for us today. Thank you, Chase. Glad you're here. And I know you don't have a mic, so. Oh, go ahead. You're welcome. Oh, there you go. Chase. We're in. It's going to be so fun today. Yeah, so we're here with some of our podcast regulars, um, Mark Evans, Preston Crow, Josh Braddy, myself. But we also have Melinda Hendricks with yes! us today. Hey. Bam. And, uh, Glad to be here. The big Thank guys. you for inviting me. It's good to have you. Um, and uh, so how, how was everyone's weekend? Any, uh, any exciting things happen? Mm. Busy. No, busy. That's yeah. good. Busy. Yeah. yeah. We had some friends come into town. Yeah. Brought in some king cake. Mm. Cook something. There cook, you go. Cook, cook a brisket. You, yeah, you go. Oh, brisket. man, that was awesome. Saw, that was I a great day. I saw a picture of something. So. Did a little brisket cook. Did a little hunt. Yeah, mm. a brisket. Say for my, our friendly hunters out there. It's the last, last deer, weekend. Last deer season. Last weekend of deer season. I hope it's not the last deer season. but I didn't hear weekend. a lot of good luck from people that I talked to. Mm. Everybody it seemed like everybody I talked to was like, yeah. They're waiting. They're waiting on Wednesday, and all the deer are going to come out. You're going to see 100 deer on Wednesday <laughs> when deer season is <laughs> over. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a good day, though. Yeah. I'm Cause, not ready for it to be over. Because they know. Oh, they know. It's, the it's on their calendar. It's circled. Yeah. It's yeah. in their little deer houses, and they're just waiting. They're like, oh, I know Josh isn't going to hunt anymore, so let's. It, remind, right it reminds me of a, a, a morning radio show I heard once, uh, uh, you know, where they they make fun <laughs> of, like, people. And so. <laughs> there you go. That's not what we do on this one. <laughs> Absolutely not. But this lady calls in, and she says, uh, she says, you know, I just don't understand, like, why why did they put deer crossings in like really busy, <laughs> the most like, dangerous places, uh, most yeah, busy right. roads? Like why wouldn't they put deer crossings on roads where right. it seems right. like the yeah. traffic's not. And, and the guys, deer. the guys on the podcast on the, the radio show were like, like, you, you know, that the deer don't know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the deer come there first. They yeah. certainly the know the hunting calendar. I'm convinced of that. <laughs> because when I'm deer hunting, I see turkeys all the time. Mm -hmm. And then during turkey season, I hardly ever see turkeys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just kind of, they, they, they share calendars with each other. Mm. 
Well, but anyway, that was our weekend. How was how yeah. was your weekend? One there year they go. need to flip the calendar just to trick ah. them just all, to right? see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, trade we, off. We deer wipe season out the population of both turkey mm. season. Be fantastic. <laughs> hey, well, Melinda, how was your I was weekend? Say, I'm not a hunter. You didn't but go deer hunting. I well, but they're in my yard. I think yeah. they come to my That's yard to get away go. from there you go. me. They're all they over do. our neighborhood. They well, eat all of my yeah. flowers. Mm-hmm. Melinda, we have two more days. Now you know, where, days. To, <laughs> now you know where, where to go to get the deer. <laughs> I got a boat. That's right. I'll sit in your boat lunch, and I will wait on those deer to come out. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad everybody had a had a good weekend. So I was out this weekend. So, um, oh. Chase. Oh. Wow. That's, that's why it was so good on Sunday. <laughs> Chase um, held it all together on the stage, though. I, I watched him. Chase. Chase was shredding on the stage, man. You had a little guitar again. solo. Yeah, action. I went back and watched, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you were dramatic, man. Was, he was giving cues to the other guys. So, you know, yeah. was, I don't think yeah. dudes like to be called dramatic. Do you? Is that a good for a guitarist or no? Oh, dramatic so for a dramatic guitarist. guitarist? I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. It's like if you said, you know, uh, and you're preaching, oh, you were dramatic. Like, that doesn't carry, I think, the same weight, hopefully, mm-hmm. as it would. Cause, well, dramatic's kind of a bad word. Yeah, we, don't, we like, don't like that. Uh, too much okay. drama. I, I, oh, yeah. enough drama. I'm sorry I said the word dramatic. It's all right. Just sit over there in your so. seat. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stick with the question. <laughs> yeah. Forget I said anything. Um, yeah, no, Lori and I, so we, we were out of town this weekend, and, and – uh, and of course, it's like we, we we looked at each other late last night and was like, you know, we we are kind of looking forward to like a weekend where we don't actually have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like all this wedding planning, you know, we're we're in and out of town mm-hmm. uh, because uh, our daughter's wedding is going to happen in uh, Alabama, and uh, and so like doing this remote wedding planning. Now this weekend we were just out for fun, uh, but. Uh, but like every other weekend, it's like mm-hmm. we're we're doing traveling. something, and it's, yep. so it's it's just always something. Well, you so. were missed, but I'm glad you had a good time away. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It was good. It was good. Ate some good food. Good, good, and uh, yeah, which seems like is what I always do when I leave town. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's part just, of it. Yeah. So I, I like to eat local. So when we go travel places, it's like you know find all the places that are unique to that that mm-hmm. area or that city and and go try them out. Mm, so indeed. Yeah, which always means that I have to try everything, which means I always eat too much, and so part also of part of it. That's right. I do love to eat too much. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast on gluttony. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll that later. That. We'll get there. There you go. Um, Don't so. invite me for that. One. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So we're let's jump into Romans because uh, uh, we we continued in chapter eight, uh, starting verse eighteen, mm-hmm. which is uh, where we had left off the week before, and. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I missed the message. I mean, I wasn't in, I, I've gone back and li- been listening to it, uh, but I was not in the room uh, for it. Uh, but but I think we've got some really great discussion points to, mm-hmm. to get through today. Uh, the first part of it, you know, so opening up verse 18, you know, it talks about uh, sufferings. And uh, and how our present sufferings are, d- don't compare to uh, the glory that will be revealed to us, um, but it does raise the question: like how how should we understand suffering? You know, and I feel like we've we've kind of talked about this. I don't remember how long ago it was, but but it feels like fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Like we we had a discussion around suffering and just God caused suffering, and and you know, but. Uh, Mark, maybe it was you that raised the question about mm-hmm. about suffering. Talk to us about it. Well, yeah, I think when you 
when you see the value and what you talked about yesterday, Josh, of, of how God uses suffering to conform us and refine us and to mm-hmm. give us a hope, then the question is, does he cause suffering right. or does he allow it? allow it or it's just a part of the brokenness of this world mm-hmm. and and what is his posture when he when he when he sees us and he looks down and we're begging him to relieve the pain or we're begging him to remove this situation it's hard not to Preston I think you said it's hard not to to develop hurt or even anger toward him mm-hmm. cuz you know he could relieve it yeah or you know he could have protected you from that so what what is God thinking when he looks down and he hears us begging us, begging him to stop the pain or to stop the circumstance but yet he allows us to continue to walk through it. Yeah. Um where's his sovereignty in that? Mm. I'm glad you brought that question up. What is your answer to that? <laughs> okay, so Mike asked me to ask the question. Mike did not ask me to answer the that question. That was a little more involved than the question we heard in the beginning. Yeah. I, I'm curious to what hey, you might say. I want it to be I want it to be uh I want, I want the people who are hearing to feel it because no, I know it's, they're, it's they're very real. It's, it's very a, real. It's, yeah. it's pain for it them. It is. And, and in that us. question, right? So if you go back, so so 18 talks about, you know, it, it doesn't compare. But if you go back to 16 and 17, it says it's, it's almost conditional, like you were going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And it's in your suffering that you were going to know that you belong to him. And it's, it's going to be a bit of a refining moment for you. Um, and so when it gets to that question, I think it gets heavy and weighty. Um, the only caution that I would give, and this doesn't just pertain to suffering, this pertains to all things theological, when we attempt to try to to paint every corner of the picture or, or, or to fill in all all of the spaces so we can have it sorted out and figured out in our mind, when, when we have, in essence, figured out God, mm-hmm. then he ceases to be God. Right. Um, when the scriptures are clear from the Old Testament to the New Testament, he is bigger than we are. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are better than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't want to use that just as kind of like a, a scapegoat verse of, well, we can't figure it out, so might as well not think about it. I'm not saying we don't wrestle with it. Um, but if if we can ever, and I think this is a danger, and this should be at least a, a yellow flag, at least, if not a red flag, if you can give an answer for everything that God does, God did this, so I can do this, and therefore, and it's all solidified in your mind, then that's a, that, I, for me, that's a scary place to be only because we have attempted to take on the mind of God and have him figured out. Mm-hmm. God is bigger than our ways. That, mm-hmm. That's why Paul even says, it's like now on this side of eternity, we look through a glass dimly lit. Like, like I, I, can, I can almost make out what's there, but I, I can't quite. But there's going to come a day where that glass is completely right. lifted mm-hmm. and we see clearly mm-hmm. that's on the next side. That's right. That's I, not here. And yeah. in, in I still want to give people an answer, but I think to your point, what we often do is revert back to to logic. Right. And logic for us is an equation. Mm -hmm. If I can make A plus B equals C, then everything will make sense for me. That's right. Well, God is way bigger than our equations. That's right. Like his, his, the way he thinks and the way he creates and interacts with us is Mm -hmm. not really dumbed down to our simple equations. And, And I think some of it even goes back to, for many of us at our moment of salvation, kind of this false expectation that, okay, I, I am now God's, and so mm-hmm. he's going to protect me in a different mm-hmm. way than everybody else gets protected. He's going to protect me from all these bad things. Whereas if we go into, um, if we are saved and at that moment see the rest of our life, is he's now going to use whatever days I have left to refine me and mold me and shape me 
and he's going to use whatever means uh, to do that. And I have already surrendered my life to him, and so I trust him to use whatever tools he needs to use so that I can be more like him. That's the goal. Then I think we go into life in Christ in a different way, right? Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I think too often we look at it more as somehow now we're supposed to escape all those things. Right. That, well, I know. think we I think we have to be careful not to over-spiritualize it too because sometimes we suffer just because we make dumb choices. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that is not <laughs> like, much of our suffering. Like God, didn't, yeah. God didn't do that. And no, it's no. just, you know, we, we just, we're just dumb. That's you know? right. And, and, <laughs> and I think Melinda— well, Different versions of suffering for sure. Well, and I was going to say too— um, we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. While we want everything to be good and, and rock along, I mean, when do you learn the most? You don't learn the most Sorry. by doing the right That's things, right. by rocking mm-hmm. everything is smooth and calm. We learn when something happens, yeah, right. when learn there's an obstacle in the way, yeah. when That's there's right. a struggle, when it didn't work out mm-hmm. the way we wanted to. And like you were saying, Preston, God uses that to show us an area maybe in our own heart mm-hmm. that we need to deal with this That's right. in how we look at it. So yeah. suffering, I think, because, my opinion, because we are in a fallen world, sin has come in. It's going to affect you yeah. in some form or fashion mm-hmm. whenever. That's right. But how you... Your attitude going into it, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to catch us off guard, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll have a reaction that we look back on and say, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the God, I could have done that better." Mm-hmm. And God's going to use me because next time mm-hmm. I'll yes. be yeah. more Christ-like. Right. So yes, yeah. making us Christ-like you through know, our suffering. James mm-hmm. tells us that our our faith essentially won't be mature or complete without perseverance, which only comes through. Testing and trials. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all would like to say we want a mature faith. But when you see that a necessary ingredient in that is the trial, then it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I don't want it that I'm mature. pretty content with like a mediocre <laughs> faith. That's right. Can I have an almost <laughs> mature faith? So what would a faith minus <laughs> testing look like? Yeah. I like the faith that I have right now. Yeah, no I'm, need to grow. I'm pretty good. So, <laughs> Preston, uh, you know, along those lines, because you, you, you made a comment before we started recording this morning. Uh, it was talking about you know, maybe other cultures that are more yeah. sort of, we're, we're suffering is more a, a, a normal, more normal for their a, a part yeah. of their experience, mm-hmm. which really sounds odd because we all suffer, right? I mean, but 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 uh, I it's think more persecution is kind of the the word we're looking for yeah. here. Yeah. Persecution so a, and you know, you know to some degree, persecution for faith, and and to some degree, just living in hard places where. Right. They know that tomorrow is probably not going to look a lot different than today. Yeah. And, um, you know, we in our current context and culture, I think a lot of times when we're suffering, we we tend to see an end to it sooner rather than later. Right. And, and then we work toward that end, right? But in some cultures, they kind of, I think, have accepted that suffering is going to be a pretty regular part, whether it's persecution mm-hmm. or just the, the day-to-day suffering from where they live. So it's interesting when you ask people in those cultures, how can, how can we pray for you? Their tendency often is not to go directly toward uh, pray for the alleviation of the suffering. Mm. A lot of times it's more pray for us to endure, pray for God to sustain us, pray for God to grow our faith, pray that we would be faithful in our witness yeah. as we go through these things. Um, and it's not that they don't ever pray for a resolution to the suffering, but it's just I think they start in a different place than we do. And, yeah. um, often well, and that's convicting. what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. They don't 
really realize what yeah. different. I mean, this is what they're accustomed to. That's this right. is life. Right. I mean, how many times do we have an opportunity to, to do something maybe better, live in a better mm-hmm. situation, and we gravitate back to what we are accustomed to, mm-hmm. our comfort zone? Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable, but it's familiar. It's familiar. Right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, moving on uh, in through the passage, uh, you know, we, so we talks about obviously we're we're going to suffer here, and we suffer in this present time, uh, and that those sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed for us, and so or to us. Um, so, I, I think it was you, Preston, that raised uh, sort of the question about how our brokenness here uh, should, you know, like how does it make us long for heaven? You know, if we yeah. think about our suffering here and and how it doesn't compare to what is to come and what what God's prepared for us, um, like, man, I mean, shouldn't that just make that such a sweet anticipation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll go back a little bit to Josh, what you said in your sermon about um, people sometimes believe Christians should not be sad. But maybe in some ways we should be sad more than anybody mm-hmm. because we know that there's this better thing, right? Mm-hmm. We have this thing in our hearts of what it's going to be, but we're not there yet. Um, and whether that's we know that there are people who've gone before us that mm-hmm. ultimately we're going to be back with, but we're not there. Right. We know Christ our Savior is there, but we're not there. We know heaven is perfect, but we're not there. And so I think um, the broken every time we run into the the depth of the brokenness of this world for the Christian it points out how good heaven is going to be, mm. but it also reminds us we're not there yet, all mm-hmm. simultaneously. That's and right. so it's this weird mm-hmm. mix of emotion, right, of hope for what's going to be, but also because I know how good that's going to be, it makes the here and now sometimes uh, feel even even worse in it. But I think the brokenness should point us to how good heaven and being with our Savior away from all of the suffering and the pain is going to be, mm. which if... If we don't go through suffering here, at least my tendency is things are pretty good here, right? I mean, if I'm not in the midst of suffering or in the midst of a really hard situation, my tendency can be, hey, this life's not so bad, right? I mean, it's it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But then I go through something really hard and it's like, oh, yeah, this life is bad. Mm. Well, can I speak to that just a little bit? Um, so we, I was listening to the sermon, and you said something about the loss and how we are mm-hmm. groaning for and, and waiting expectantly. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, the, the word terminology was the leaning in, I'm anxious mm-hmm. for it. And my mind went to the loss of a loved one. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you said that, then my mind just kind of wanders a little bit for a few minutes, sure. only a few minutes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, but what resonated with me? As in my story, you know, I, I lost a son eight years mm-hmm. ago. But the thing is, we can, I can look at that as a horrible thing, and it was most sure. painful thing I've ever been sure. through. But I can also look at the blessing that we received. Mm-hmm. First of all, God set Tate's timeline mm-hmm. before he was ever born. Mm-hmm. We, Steve and I, and those that he touched, his the impact of his life, we were given the privilege of being a part of his life for that period of time, well, he is gone now, and I ache for that. But, you know, as a Christian, and I I grew up in the Christian church, so I, a longtime Christian, Mm. thought I was anticipating 
glory. Mm-hmm. Thought I was anticipating what heaven is going to be like. But when you experience something like that, it just changes the perspective. Mm-hmm. It helps you look at the blessing that you had mm-hmm. or that I had mm-hmm. in his life. But now the anticipation of heaven has just exploded for me. Uh It is a new reality, well beyond Mm -hmm. what I thought or imagined. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing that not only will the day come that I see Jesus face to face, Mm -hmm. but I will also see that precious loved one face to face. And I want people to see when I talk to specifically other mothers who have lost children. God gave us that gift and we do have to long for that. But mm-hmm. you, the things of this world take on a whole nother wow. perspective mm-hmm. and it lowers that down. So the suffering and the pain that we experience, mm-hmm. when that verse says that it doesn't compare to the glory that That's will be revealed, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I get that now. Yeah. Where in a way mm-hmm. I might, in a different I didn't way than you would have. Completely. Yeah. Sure. Completely. Mm. And That's good. Mm. That's a great word. And, and I imagine that was years and continues to be a refining thought process for you as Mm -hmm. as people who have lost loved ones. When we talk about that sadness and that grieving, I I think our mindset, going back to what you were saying, Preston, if if our mindset is I deserve or I expect Mm -hmm. this life on earth Mm -hmm. to be awesome, and then Jesus came so I don't have to burn in hell forever. Mm Mm-hmm. So I get this awesome life, and then I get heaven. Yeah, And that is sometimes what we're limited to in our understanding of what following Jesus is. Mm. I live a great life on here. He just blesses me, and then I get to go to heaven, and Mm -hmm. I go to hell. Well, that's a different type of sadness than Josh was talking about yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's a sadness that is um, anger, resentment, Maybe a lot of emotions that we've all probably gone through when we've lost loved ones, but it's because our perspective is we're do this or we're owed this or we can expect this kind of wonderful life. And then when God doesn't deliver, it goes back on him. Mm-hmm. You didn't deliver mm-hmm. for me. You didn't do what you're supposed to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a whole perspective flip that says God's not up there thinking, how can I make Mark's life great? This world is broken. Mm-hmm. This world is full of sin. But he is saying, I want to reveal myself to him. I want to be sufficient mm-hmm. for him as he struggles through this broken world. Right. And I want that struggle to point Mark to me. Right. Yeah. Right. And the anticipation of um, mm. being with him forever yeah. when the brokenness is gone. That's a different type of sadness. That's a longing and a groaning mm-hmm. versus a, a bitter, frustrated God that's you didn't do that's for That's exactly right. And, and, and in that, like the normal everyday Christian life is probably marked by suffering more than we would care to imagine. But as I'm looking back, like the beginning of the Beatitudes, right, that, that's what Jesus says. So he starts out, blessed are the poor in spirit, um, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed for those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for theirs um, they they will be satisfied, and so in in the beginning of that, it speaks to that because mm-hmm. all of that is, I think, biblical suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, that that we live in a place that is less than, and every day we live here more, we love this place less. At least it should be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there there would be a good litmus test on our life of okay, 
Do we love this place more today than we did yesterday, or, or are we longing for home more? Uh, and the answer is going to help us kind of determine where we are in our faith. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for me, like even this morning, all you have to do is cut on news, mm-hmm. and you were reminded that this place is not our home. Yeah. Um, it's broken. It's hurting. You see people grieving. You see people sometimes just living in sin, and 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 not just like oh they're in sin. We're going to get like like it's destroying their life, and they don't know it. Mm-hmm. They're they're even championing it as their life is is spiraling out of control, mm-hmm. and and it's just our heart. God, come back, please, and make this better. That's right. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna verbalize this, and I'm not even sure what the the question is here. But um, uh, welcome to my world, man. <laughs> just start yeah. talking, trying to figure out how to say I'm it. I'm gonna channel just, my inner just mark give here. us the same freedom with um, our answers. So. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, you know, so. Several years ago, I read uh, Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven, mm-hmm. you know, which is a massive book, by the way. Um, and, uh, you know, but it made me think about, so because some people might read this passage and it's like, okay, um, you know, this, our, my sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. And, and it's like, we think about future glory and it's like, and, and heaven, and it's like, that doesn't really seem all that exciting, you know, and, and one <laughs> of the... I mean, really, because you think about the the picture that in most of our upbringings that has been painted for us Mm -hmm. of heaven, and it's, we're going to sit around on a cloud with a harp, and we're just going to sing songs all day, you know? And for me as a singer, that sounds pretty great. But for most people, you know, that that may not... That intrigues me, because uh, I've never been able to play an instrument or sing, so you're like, all right, yeah, maybe bring it on. But Um, for eternity, I mean, come on. (laughs) But that is, uh, you know, that's one of the things in that book that he pointed out very early in in the book was, was, you know, if people don't really understand um, what heaven... Mm-hmm. is going to be like mm-hmm. you know so how do we really understand the contrast between the world right. the broken world that right. we we live in now which for most people mm-hmm. and some people in our our sort of american context like life's pretty good compared yeah. to many other parts of the world mm-hmm. um like how can we how can we possibly long for something that we don't you That's know right. we don't really fully understand mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that book was really helpful for me. And, and I thought he did a great job to it really talking about, okay, this is, this is where I, I am, I'm inferring something based on, you know, other things that scripture says. So this is my opinion versus, you know, scripture literally says this, but I, I thought, man, okay. Like that painted a picture for me. That's, you know, there's so much more to heaven than, than what I've mm. been led to believe my entire life, you know, yeah. Man. Yeah, um, you're, you're tapping into something that's, yeah. it's a great thought. It really is. What's, and going back to their earlier point, if, if all we see God is, is someone to help my life here be better and to keep me from going to hell, mm. what am I drawn to? Yeah. What, what am I drawn to him? What, what is the draw of heaven? Yeah, I mean, obviously not going to hell, but what, right. what's my draw to him mm-hmm. that wants that's going to motivate me to want to go spend eternity with him? Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. if he's not really the joy of our life and our sustainer and our sufficient source of life, eternity with him is a long time. To mm-hmm. is, is that really attractive? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I realize I never really asked a question in that, but you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> so no, but yeah, I, think I think you did. Like, uh, what is heaven? Yeah. yeah, that would make us long for it, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, and another note in Second Timothy, it says that there's a crown of righteousness for those who are longing 
for his appearing. Now, in my opinion, right. when he appears, that's me going to heaven, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, there's. Yeah. I believe believe that for for sure. Um, and and Paul speaks to the belief in it. It's kind of the what is faith. Um, faith is is what you put your hope in that you can't see. So he says here in verse um, verse twenty four. Now hope is um, now hope that is seen is not hope um, for those who hope uh, for what they see and ask that question. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Um, and so there's this idea, this mystery, this beauty that is heaven. Uh, and when we read, I think the totality of Scripture, we we get the sense of again. It doesn't make us feel good because we like to put the bow on. We like to say, that's exactly what we're getting. No surprises here. Well, that, that's not what heaven's going to be. That's not what God's going to be. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot about our theology. There's going to be a lot about our understanding of God that mm-hmm. in an instant, we're going to be like, oh, I was way off, but God is way bigger, way bigger. and way yeah. greater. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't even believe it. And even mm-hmm. still, because I think sometimes, and this is me being on the more religious side, I can say, well, God should be proud of me because I, I have my thoughts measured. Um, I, I have my theology proper. Or I, I, you know, I, I believe this rightly. Therefore, God has has to be this form to me, and and I I believe with all that I am, He is much bigger than even all of that. Mm. Um, because again, if if His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, ways higher than our ways, that's going to be a thing one day, right? So Paul, uh, and again, this gets into the mystical part, mm. and maybe that's not the right word. Um, mystery, mystery of it. Paul gets a chance. He gets called up to the third heaven. Who knows what that is? My Mormon friends are like, yeah, let me talk to you for a minute. Um, He gets a view into something, and God forbids him to tell about it. And and the reason why is nobody's going to want to stay here because what he just saw was unbelievable. Mm. Uh, I think it's more than, you know, us sitting yeah. on a cloud playing our playing our yeah, instrument absolutely. or yeah. or even more than just, you know, we we use the line the the streets of gold or the pearly mm-hmm. gates or the sea of glass or the mansion in heaven. Yeah. Like it's got to be something unbelievable and Paul says it's coming guys. It's coming. Stay the course. It's coming. Mm. And that's that's the entirety of the New Testament, right? Stay. Revelation is written I know a lot of people want to read Revelation as some futuristic book. There is some apocalyptic literature in Revelation, but it was for first century Christians to remain faithful under the oppression of Nero. Mm. Like they are dying. They they are being lit up like torches in a garden. And the the message of that book is hold fast Mm -hmm. because there is a day coming when you will not believe what you get to experience forever. Mm. So so for me, like, I don't know what it's going to be like. But it's got to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's got to be great. And, and Mark, to your point, I think um, too often, particularly in evangelical world, I don't know if other denominations do this, um, but we we emphasize hell more than we do heaven mm-hmm. to make you want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah. it's it's not a desire to go to heaven that makes us want to go there. It's a desire not to want to go to hell yeah. that makes us want to go to heaven. So if, if you ask, I would say, a nominal Christian, you know, what do you know more about? They, they may say hell because it's it's scary and it's yeah. fiery and it's I don't want to go there and I just I want to go to heaven and well what is heaven well I don't know yeah. it's not hell so I don't, don't want to go there so so whatever is the opposite of there I want to go <laughs> yeah. there uh, and I think that's that's awful in the sense of heaven was never meant to be second rate to hell right right, mm-hmm. right? so mm-hmm. even even in our mind and in our heart like the only reason. For, for many of us, we, we think we're going to heaven is because we have fire insurance against hell. Mm-hmm. Well, 
No, heaven is where our king is. Heaven is where yeah. our home is. Heaven is where we'll be forever. It's where our loved ones are. It's, it's, it's all of these things that are so much greater than anything mm. On this side. That's great. Doesn't this sound like a future sermon series? Come on. I love it. Yes. I I, I mean, I I wish we had more time to really, really dig into that because I, I, like, just, there's something there that, so we... You sound like well, me. We like, don't, I know, Mark. Out. Man, let me I'm take just... a stab at it while you're gathering <laughs> your thoughts, because I think as you as you look at his um, in what is that verse 18, where he says, "I consider or I count that our suf- present sufferings are not worth comparing." I think that consider. I mean, that's a thoughtful. I am. I'm weighing it out. Mm-hmm. It's not a emotional reaction. It is a. Here's what I know yep. as I think it through, and therefore, based on what I know. I'm making a choice that when I suffer, I'm I'm going to see it in view of this eternal glory. But if we don't get what the eternal glory really is like, right. it's hard for us to make a rational decision on that and count it that way, right? Mm-hmm. If we're like, ah, heaven's going to be okay because you know we're not going to have you know fire ants because right? it's not hell, <laughs> right. right? But when you really <laughs> see it for what it is and really believe it for what it is, then I think we are able in our minds to look at the two things and rationally go, okay, yes, mm. it's not that what I'm going through now is not hard. He doesn't say, yeah. don't think of this as suffering. It's hard. It yeah, is. That's right. And the higher the suffering, to some degree, the higher the glory that we get to, right. to look forward to in comparison, yeah, right? I believe but that. we have to see that rightfully. Yeah, and I, and I think it speaks to our motivation almost. You know, it's like it's we, we care more about what we're trying to to run mm-hmm. from than mm-hmm. what we're running to. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and it's almost like what you were talking about in other cultures, like you know yeah. the way that they deal with suffering. Um, you know, there's there's more concern there. It's like I, I want to. It's like who I'm becoming through this suffering, mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. you know just seeking comfort. In the middle of suffering, right. and and uh, I think that's what what where I'm I'm sort of my mind's kind of getting hung up there. It's like for many of us, it is. It's I don't want to go to hell, so mm-hmm. I guess heaven's the alternative, yeah. you know. And it's 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 more about that than it is. That's um, right. Man, you know what I long for, uh, you know, as it relates to heaven. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we don't have time to really delve into that because we only have a few more. Few There's minutes another left, one, man. And I, to to that end, we need to save that podcast topic for for maybe the fall because you know growing up, and I don't know if it's as much here in Madison. Many of you guys have been here a long time, so you would know. But from Pearl River County, one of the big things were like um, we called them hell houses mm-hmm. or, or, or heaven's gates, hell's flames. Yeah. Um, and I personally, I hate those things. Mm-hmm. Hate them because the the attempt is I want to scare you so bad that that you you don't want that. So therefore, you'll come down front, say a prayer. And now, now you get heaven, even though you don't know what heaven is. You don't even know anything about the prayer. You just know you don't want to mm-hmm. go there. You don't want to like, do that. Like, you right. don't want to do that thing. That guy's scary. That sounds bad. Demons seem really not good. And, and for me, I think, sadly, our, our – I don't know if denominate – our evangelicalism, because I think that's more expansive. Mm-hmm. Man, we've hung our hat there for far too long. That's right. And we've uh, discipled people. We've discipled that, them that way. That's right. Yeah. We continue to use that fear to to mm, guilt people into growing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And and everything about the spiritual walk with Jesus is get better, get better, get better. So you don't. So you don't. Yep. You can prove that you're not going to hell. Yep. Mm. 
And it, and I think when you talk about these folks that we keep going back to, these mysterious missionaries that we keep referring to, but, <laughs> but, but they're, uh, you know, their thought is it's about him. So you pray for me, you pray mm-hmm. for my faithfulness mm-hmm. that I will continue to demonstrate faithfulness yeah. to my king. That's right. And it's all about the king. It's all about who Christ was, who he is, mm-hmm. surrender. We talk about lordship and, you know, but sometimes we get hung up on obedience. But this whole picture is my my heart is yielded to yeah. Christ. I want him because I love him. That's right. Yeah. I don't want him just because I don't want to go there. And right. I think he's going to be the guy to offer me an out yeah, from that's there. Right, right. And I want to be faithful to him and that's I want right. to love him. And so my life is reflective of that. Not, I got to prove something. Yeah. Okay. So, so pressing in, cause we got a couple more things I'd love for us to hit in the last five minutes uh, <laughs> of our luck. podcast. Speed round. Um, so one, uh, so we see in this passage right in the middle of it, uh, uh, you know, where it talks about creation groaning. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but, but for some people, they may look at that and think, what, like, what does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. so creation groans, like, so what's that all about? Any thoughts on, uh, on, uh, how should we, how should we look at that? How should we interpret that? Yeah, I think Preston and I were talking earlier. Um, you know, is, is that like more of a, like a spiritual side? Like, uh, like, like, does creation have feelings? Is it sad? Is it like, <laughs> or is this like figurative language? Um, I do think it's in direct contrast because everything is is pre fall, pre Genesis three, mm-hmm. post Genesis three, right? Mm-hmm. So before um, you have creation that seems you don't get a lot of information, but everything seems to be in order. Mm-hmm. There seems to be peace. There seems to be calm. There seems to be some sort of some order, and then after Genesis three, you, you get an, an entire D of a, of a Bible that that speaks of chaos in nature, mm, yeah. uh, and we can see that even still today with with extreme, so like extreme weather, extreme um, like like hurricanes and tornadoes and and hot and cold and, and earthquakes and volcano, like all of these things. That's extreme, and even even as we understand mountains and and the seas and the depths of these things and the rage of all of them. Paul says that creation is crying out for for it to be restored. Like like even uses the word um, creation is subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who was subjected to it in hope. Creation itself uh, will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Mm. Like it is waiting for Christ to come back mm. and to make it better. Mm. Uh, and again, I think that's one of those mysteries. We we don't yeah. fully know. Yeah. But again, if if heaven is is the comp- is is perfection and this isn't like i can't imagine what that looks like I, I mean i think we have a south mississippi version of that like 75 and sunny and low humidity and like like we can joke like but like it's got to be something a- yeah. along like completely opposite of where we live because there are days even here like on good days it's miserable yeah it's hot it's cold it's sticky it's muggy mm. all the things I think the impl- yeah, and I think the implications of that go f- so much further than we could ever mm-hmm. imagine. You know, that's right. It's like so. Yeah, our our our, our idea of perfection tends to be yeah, seventy five degrees sunny, and you know, that's so good. That's that's perfect. Can't you wait. know. Uh, all right. So last thing, and uh, and I, I hate that this is this is the last thing in the last few minutes because I, I think this is really great, and we could live here for a while, um, but. You know, it talks about at the the very end of this passage. It talks about how uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so, Melinda, you brought up before uh, when we were just talking before we recorded, 
just uh, and, and you head up prayer ministry here at Broadmoor. Yes. Um, how that, you know, what kind of comfort should we find regarding prayer when we understand that the Spirit groans and, and intercedes for us? That, you know, because you talked about the pressure yeah. that some people feel when it comes to prayer. Yeah. So, you know, we've been working on our prayer ministry. We've we've got new things developed, and we but it needs people to participate. And participating in that is praying either for something or with somebody or, or different. There's different ways to participate, so I want to encourage people to participate. But here's the thing. So many times I would see people who were nervous about, oh, you want me to pray? Do I have to pray out loud in front of anybody? And there was an intimidation there. Or, you know, my words just aren't eloquent enough as somebody else's. And we, we, we are afraid to pray because of those things when I think this scripture just should take that away, that mm-hmm. when we've got the Spirit there to help us. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what words you use. It doesn't matter how vocal you are, though. God is listening to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think the Spirit helping us, God's going to hear that. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear that. He longs to hear us speak to Him. And knowing that the Spirit is there to help us in ways when we don't know what to write. Maybe we don't know. Here's a situation, Lord, I have yeah. no idea mm-hmm. what What's needs to happen thing? here. Yeah. But you do, and you just put it in his hands, and the Spirit takes over, and that Mm -hmm. should be a comfort, I think, Mm -hmm. for everybody. In your own prayer life, I just say you you learn to pray by praying. Mm -hmm. That's right. So be active in your prayer life. But understand, too, it does not matter what words you use. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. those things. God is hearing. God sees your heart. He hears your heart, and the Spirit is going to make sure that happens. Yeah, good word. I love that, you know. So even when I don't know what to pray, or I don't even know what I'm feeling, sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the spirit, the spirit knows, and the spirit is interceding uh, on my behalf. And Jesus is interceding. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. when you think about it, when we're in prayer, we're in the very best place that we Goodness can be. Goodness gracious, right? Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. mm. Yeah, I think you said that mm-hmm. from the pulpit. He is indwelling in us to help us with a prayer, but Jesus is right there at right God's there. right hand, right. Mm-hmm. Interceding also on interceding with that's us. Right. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And that's a pretty picture. That is mm-hmm. a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. And we take hope in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> For sure. That's great. Well, great discussion, guys, today. I mean, we have, like, we, we got done right on time. There Nailed it. I mean, you're such a good that? host. I mean, you're probably the best host I've ever seen. <laughs> But where's that ovation now? Got <laughs> 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 All over the world. Uh, I will say <laughs> you guys you're a, a lot better you, host when you sit there than you are. Uh, all right. You know what? Uh, okay. You just all keep right. patronizing me. It's like um, <laughs> poking poking the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So guys, uh and ladies, Lady? thank you. Uh thank you for the discussion day. Always good great. to hang out. And uh we will see you again next week. Yes. Love week. you guys. Talk Love to you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at mybroadmoor. Thanks for listening.